when I'm on, they gon' have questions for me. What them bad hoes like? Can you bless me, homie? Did you We're back. Back to even. It is Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. It means a ton to us. Truly appreciate all the interaction. Uh, social media, the texts, you know, reaching out, you name it. it. It means a lot. It's awesome to hear people enjoying the show. Absolutely appreciate that. Uh, we continue to march towards football season, y'all. We are only 10 days away from our first college football game and 22 days away from the NFL season kickoff. That means one more Saturday without football. Yes! That's awesome! That doesn't get you back to even. I don't know what will. Maybe this show will. Let's get into it, y'all. You know who I am. My name is Jeff. Joined, as always, by the one and only. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. 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 Hey, Ben. Oh, Ben. 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 What's up, Benito? What up, Jeff Ray? Living the dream, my man. Living the dream. Per use. Per use. Love that for you. Love that for you. See, si, senor. You were shaking my head as I was going through that when I said 10 days away from our first college football game. And I was I like, just can't. Uh, am I off there? Or why are we shaking our head? <laughs> I'm just excited. I just can't believe it. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, we're at the D-backs game today when we recorded this. And the Cubs come to town for a weekend series in September. Uh nice. And she's like, do you want to go on that Sunday? I was like, mm, nope. Sorry. And then she's like, you rather watch football at home than the Cubs here? I was like, yeah, sorry. That sorry. is correct. <laughs> yeah. We had a great day. We had a great day. Watched probably the best D-backs game in a decade. And it's hit good. Some, hit some in-game bets, I hear. That was a blast, dude. God, that was fun. Walk us through them, man. So, you know, we're just sitting there. Um, so Ton had season tickets a while ago. Um, when I first, this first summer I moved here, Ton bought uh, half game season tickets. Yep. So we went to like 42 baseball games that summer. And that's, a, it was a lot. A lot. Um, big baseball family. Her brother was in the D-backs organization for a while. And, uh, you know, so I just kind of burnt out. And we didn't go to one last year and she's kind of been asking. And I just looked up. I found these tickets. There were 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. We sat row one uh, down the third baseline. Sweet seats. Yeah. Um, so we just were kind of messing around. And I was talking to her. I was like, all right, let's put a bet together. So we put a same game parlay together to start. I had her pick the correct score. She was close. She said 6-4 D-backs. It ended up being 5-4. Um, so we went 4-7 on our same game parlay. Just fun, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a dollar. Uh, then I was like, "What's this mean?" And if you log in there, it says home team uh, PA or away team PA, and it's plate appearance. And it's just literally you bet on the result of their next plate appearance. And so the first one I did was the D backs uh, bottom of the first Corbin Carroll first one. I went. Uh, I went uh, extra base hit plus 700. Hit it. Next batter, Cantel Marte. Uh, first plate appearance was plus 430 for a single, so I took that, hit that. I started the game 3-0, and I was getting a little cocky. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, then the first, so the second uh, inning, top of the second, I took the leadoff guy to walk uh, for the Padres, and he did. That was plus twelve hundred, dude. Whoa! And so, uh, so we hit that, and then I rolled a couple wrong in a row, and then it was. Uh, it must have been like the fifth or sixth inning. I was like, okay, I've got like five in a row wrong. So I'm going to stop for a minute. And then uh, the nine hitter was up, and it was plus 800 for an extra base hit, and he hit a dinger. So that was fun, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. it, was just, it was a blast to sit there. I did two more after that. Um, I did a dollar bet every time, right? Like yeah. just kind of having fun. So uh, – Walked in or walked out total up, I think, 25 bucks today. That's pretty sweet, dude. Like, yeah, just sit there and watch the game and win 25 bucks. Dude, like, how much more engaged were you, though? Oh, for sure. But I was like, I was like, Tom, this is kind of easy because you kind of get to feel like the game, right? And like, how is this situation going to play into it, right? And so I picked the leadoff guy to walk because. In the first, uh, I had no idea who the D-backs pitcher was. He was 0-6 with like a 7 ERA coming into the game, uh, rookie. But he gave up three runs and struck out three. And I was like, well, now he's going to be kind of – I just feel like he's going to be whatever. I just You kind of feel it like the sure. first one, they're just going to let him throw. Like just sit on it. We're going to sit on something to hit, I guess, right? It was literally four-pitch walk. And I was like, all right, plus 1,200, sick. And then just kind of, you know, a new a new guy came in to face that nine-hitter, and I was like, there was a guy on first, and I was like, here comes the extra base hit. Like, that just mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how baseball works, you know? Sure. And he ended up – they threw the guy out at second on an overthrow, and uh, um, it was a pass ball, and he tried going to second, they threw down, and they got him. But then, yeah, he hit a dinger. That was that was sweet, dude. So, uh, yeah, awesome. walked in, just placed dollar bets all day, and walked out twenty five bucks more in a Fanduel account. So, yeah, I think if you're rolling harder than a dollar bet on like all that shit, like you are hardcore degenerate. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like for sure, without a doubt, right? But again, like just getting back to it, it you know, if as a casual fan, right, and you're just at the game. Like, just being able to look at that and be like, let's see, right? Home run. Yeah. What are those odds? <laughs> Boom. Book yeah. it. One buck. Oh, well, fuck it. Like, who cares, yeah. right? Not the end of the world. Like, we used no. to, like, bet on that shit. Like, uh, when we would go to games as friends, like, we would bet each other before the plate appearance would start. Like, hey, so-and-so's coming up. If he hits a home run, I get to punch you in the face. Right. Only hit once. But it was a it great. Only hit once. It it only hit one time, and probably like three hundred appear like times we did it. But it was great when it occurred. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a blast. I was texted Ty a little bit on the side because he was watching the game too, and uh, it was a good game. the The D backs mm-hmm. were down four um, one. Ended up coming back. They were down four two at one point. They brought in a pinch run or a pinch hitter, Yuri Gardell, and he hit a bomb. That was pretty sick. Um, nice. then I ended up winning five, uh, five, four, but it was, it was just a fun day. So yeah, I placed 13 bets today. Yeah. I walked out 
up $22 and 30 cents. So that's, that's a fun time. That's pretty fucking good, brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, if you were throwing hundreds around on those, uh, the payday would look a little different, you know, Yeah. but it was fun to just bet a dollar. And uh, when I was three for three, um, I don't know if you saw Ton's Instagram story at all. Yes. I was like, we need a Tati's extra base right now. <laughs> and then people were starting to look at me and they're like, what the fuck? You know, like we had D-back, I had a D-back's hat on his shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, Tati's extra base hit would sure be nice right about now. <laughs> but no, it's cool, dude. It's fun time. Uh, I would suggest I'd never sat front row at a baseball game. Uh, I have plenty of times at football games. That was a blast, dude, sitting mm-hmm. right there. Um, yeah, a little tight at chase in some of them corners, but yeah, it's all right. It yeah, because you weren't like it looked like you were past third base, but on the third we were base like line. probably for halfway between uh, you know, left field wall and third base, okay, down the line there. So in so, the grass, technically yeah, at that the, point, okay, the turf, yeah, sure. oh, yeah, turf, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No grass in Arizona. Apparently. Golly. Yeah, it was a good little gombling day. We had fun. Hell it was yeah. a good time. Dude, a little primer. Nice little primer. Like I said, 10 days. Yeah. We can bet on, uh, what is it? It's Navy playing, I don't know, who cares? Notre Dame. Navy playing Notre Dame. Yeah, who cares? Notre it, Dame. Yeah, uh, I mean. In uh, Ireland. Uh, have you checked the lines yet? Not yet, No. I mean, I know this isn't where we thought this podcast was going to go, but if you're turning in, tuning in for the first time, uh, this is nothing new to you. Nope. And we just start talking about random shit. Notre Dame minus 20. Mm. That seems like a good cover there. I like that. Uh, somebody, I like Navy to cover. That's Sorry, what I'm saying. Dan. Yeah, I like that cover oh. action. Um, then we got Jacksonville or UTEP minus one. To, uh, on the road at Jacksonville State, uh, New Mexico State. Shout out the Aggies and Jerry Kill minus eight to UMass. Okay. Um, San okay. Diego State, not to be confused with Go Big, Go Blue, Go Jacks. SDSU minus three. Here's the big one. This is the one of of the weekend. I actually I take that back. The next two. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Vandy minus 18. Hmm. This one, San Jose State at USC, USC minus 30. That's a lot of points. It is. Uh, I'd probably take that. I'd take the 30. That's a lot. But I would bet the under. That's a lot. I don't even know. Let's see here. The 64 and a half. Yeah, I'd bet the under. Because I feel like if they're going to cover... It means San Jose State's not scoring. Yeah, I mean, the last Anyways. five, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm just juiced up, dude. We're talking real, yeah. real betting lines. Yes. Dalt hit me with a good text Tuesday morning when my pod came out. Told me he loves me and I'm absolutely delusional that I think the Vikings are going to win 13 games and the Gophers are not going to lose a game in the West. Whatever, dude. Uh, my pod, <laughs> my picks, my rules. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, we're, we're talking. But he did say he's like he was just excited to wake up and hear some picks. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're talking. I, let Let's touch on that quickly. You 
so you you went thirteen, right? And I changed it, and then you changed it at the end, and I was like, yeah, he talked himself out of it, which I was like, okay. There's a little bit of realism coming in there, which I respect a hundred percent. Because I have thirteen exact win, or I have twelve exact. You have twelve exact, yes. Yeah, and it's not a big bet; it's literally a dollar bet to win nine. But right, right. Still, I don't want my bets to lose. No, no. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think that would be a huge success. For the Vikings that year, for I miss, yeah, you know, like I, I heard your walkthrough; it was great. We've kind of done this already a little bit. I just think, yeah. you know, um, the way I, the the odds of life are going to work out. I feel like this is going to be a year where we're going to have a couple odds or close games just not go in our favor. Going to lose a couple sure. of them. Uh, we'll probably win a game we're not supposed to. We're definitely going to lose a game we're not supposed to. Um, and then tack on like two or three close ones that unfortunately we end up losing. I think it's 10 or 11 somewhere in there, even though I bet the under, I would hope, I hope we don't, I hope that bet does not hit, but yeah, I think 10 or 11 is a great showing for the Vikings this year. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'd be great. I'd be super happy if I was able to pick that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, I do have a question just because we're talking about betting. Okay. Um, a listener for sure of my pod. I'm not sure if he listens to this. He's a, he's from Fairmont. He's actually a year older than I am. Tim Bulfer. He's listening to the pod. And he always reaches out, you know, whenever he's like good pod, whatever, which mm-hmm. like you said in the beginning, we appreciate. We were just messaging on, on Facebook the other day and he was just kind of asking, Oh, he's like, Hey, it started. It was the same thing. He's like, Hey Ben, on a scale of one to a hundred, how confident are you in 12 and four this year for the Vikings? You yeah, know, he's yeah. like, they said another good episode today. And they said, appreciate you listening, whatever. And I just kind of went into all these things, why I truly believe it. And then he said, he doesn't sports bet, but he's like, you said you have the pick to win exactly 12 games. What are the odds? Whatever. Right. So we got started talking mm-hmm. and he doesn't sports bet. Um, but he asked, you know, about our big parlays we put together, how much we could win. He's like, Jesus, that's crazy. So we're just infecting, you know, other people. Yes. So I'm sorry. But he told me about this thing. And if you're not a sports gambler, may just kind of like the news or you're just a real life person. There's a website called callshi.com. K A L S H I. You ever heard of it? No, can I look it up or you can. Okay. I'm going to tell you. You can basically buy stock on the outcome of events. Okay. So, so like here's one um featured uh government shutdown uh, to be 7.6 days is the forecast. You can say, so you can bet, a, uh, so you can buy shares of above zero days at yes, 66 cents a piece or no, 41 cents a piece. And then uh, it's like, you don't ever sell your share, but you just buy shares into that stuff happening. So he said he, um, so he's like, I mostly bet on high temps in Chicago, but you can bet on, like, will someone land on the moon in 2023? And I said, you're kidding me. That's a rabbit hole I didn't need to know about. And I firmly stand behind them. Hmm. How wild? How wild is that? 
how is <laughs> so how how does it work? How do you win I, or lose? So so basically, it's like you take a yes or no position yeah. on everything, right? So like right now, apparently there is an eleven percent chance of of the moon landing happening. Okay. So from my understanding of this, so right now there is, it, it costs 10 cents a share for yes and 91 cents a share for no. Okay. So from my accounts, whatever happens. So let's say that yes wins. So everybody with the yes gets all of the no money divided out to them based on how many shares they have. So like if you have two, if you have, if you have one share of yes, you'll get your 10 cents back plus 91 cents the other way. Interesting. How wild. Yeah, that's wild. How, what a rabbit hole we didn't need either. No, it's feg. Holy shit. This is the first federally regulated way to trade on the outcome of events. Yeah. How markets are settled. So here is like, uh, this is new cancer drug progress, 66% chance, 70 cents for yes, 34 cents for no. I mean, it's just all these things, like absolutely in incredible to me and mind-blowing mm-hmm. u.s life life expectancy will it go up or down by the end of the year so is it going to be above six is 76 and a half this year above 70 or above 77 there's two more so you can get it to above 77 and a half and then whatever it is at the end of the year i mean you're basically hedging futures bets yeah on the world it's what it is. You're, you're essentially put. You know, you're doing. Uh, you're shorting or longing a potential outcome of something, right? Um, yeah. Shutdown length. You know, they've got on here. Uh, yeah, I mean, here like gasoline uh, yearly high. On, on uh, the then these songs becoming number one on the Billboard 100. So yep. you can't bet on last night by Morgan Wallen becoming number one, but you can bet no. Uh, Luke Combs fast car, and it's like for the date for that for number one for August nineteenth. Isn't that just insane, dude? Mm-hmm. TikTok U.S. band ban, right? Ninety four percent no, seven percent yes. Uh, so for all you DJs that listen to this pod, which let's be real, that's probably most of the people listening correct. to this pod. It is K. A L S H I dot com. Man, here's the deal. Here's what I'm most intrigued by is all these stock market ones. I haven't even seen that. Like, so click on markets. Okay, hold on. Oh, like the S and P yearly bracket. Yeah, like well, you got the Nasdaq, S and P, federal interest rates. Yeah, um, dude. The next Fed decision, Treasury ten year, weekly yield, right? Like that. Uh, I you know look like, I don't want to say it's like wildly predictable, but like there are some big brains that go into those things, right? 
And if you did research, I bet you could like gain edges on that shit. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Like this is not a sporting event. These these are outcomes that you can you know base based on like consumer spending, unemployment rate. Like you can. Oh man, this is. Here, here is here is what, and this is okay because one of the things I want to talk to you about today, and we'll get there, is conspiracy theories. Yeah, but this just opened up another world of conspiracy theories for me. Okay, because one of them that you can bet on right now is that it says. If the CDC has identified greater than zero variants of high consequence, then the market resolves is yes. So that's the question. COVID variant of high consequence, yes or no? They're saying that there's only a 3% chance that that happens. So yes is at $0.03, no is at $0.98. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the consequence means. Like, what is that? I'm sure that means like that means like mass life loss again. So yeah. basically what this is telling me is that COVID's done. And if you hear anybody talk about COVID, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, based on that, they think like truly like this one, new cancer progress drug, 68% chance. So like, are we closer? I mean, obviously we're closer to a cure, hopefully every day. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just fucking crazy that they have a higher chance of us landing on the fucking moon this year than, uh, than COVID coming back, essentially. It's a tough look for us asking for that two-week shutdown, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I'm cool <laughs> with that. I mean, hey, the, honestly, though, I predicted if we go back to the first of the year, our year start pod, or our start pod, right? We started yeah. on the first of the year pretty close. Um we did. That was our first like draft of like what we thought 2023 was going to bring. And I said, probably another fucking COVID variant. So shout out this for hopefully proving me wrong. Jeez. Yeah. You can bet. You only have 17 uh, hours to bet on the weekly gas high here. Yeah. You can bet on the high temperature in Miami tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is one right here. Tim says he all he bets high on the Chicago high temp, which tomorrow it's forecasted to be eighty one and a half degrees. So basically, you can't. There's not like a over under, but there is a seventy eight or below, seventy nine to eighty, eighty one, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, or eighty seven and above. And it's just yes. There's no no's. Like it's just. Yes, put a penny on it. That's crazy. New York City yearly rent increase. <laughs> above 2% or above 0%. Wow. Oakland A's relocation. Well, I'll take the yes. I mean, it's 72 cents a share, but we know it's happening. When it, tell, it's, it tells you the volume here, too. Right. That's wild. Very cool, man. I'm I, I am a hundred. I'm going to dive into this. I, mean, I wish I had more time to, but I'm going to. Uh, I will also give Tim mad props. He said he allows himself to lose a hundred dollars a year gambling. Don't know why you listen to any of my podcasts because we lose way fucking more than that. So yeah, congrats on self control. Yeah. That is an incredible task or uh, 
skill that you have. Incredible discipline, Tim. Good on you. Good on you, sir. So there's Kalshi and the first 30 minutes of this podcast going nowhere we thought it would be. Jesus. How about that? It's good stuff. I like I love that dude. Well, and it doesn't look <laughs> restricted. Like we can do it anywhere, which Yeah, 100%. Getting back to my prediction, if I can bet on that shit, why can't I bet on sports anywhere? Go fuck yourself, lawmakers. Right. But the lawmakers, somebody's getting rich off this fucking thing. Somebody's twisting this. Well, actually I take that back. I bet there's I I'm wondering what the cut is, right? Like to Kelsey. They have to obviously Kelsey has to take a percentage. There has to be. I'm sure we could figure it out, but Yeah. Because that's the deal with like casinos, right? Is they the house has a cut. Correct. Of and or like the 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 odds are not so like those odds looked very uh one way or Fair. the other, right? So everybody's getting something, right? It's not like the percentages were a total of 99% of the market and 1% always goes to Kalshi. It was like 93% in one direction and seven in the other. So like all right. of it was going to the players, right. quote unquote, right? There was no house cut of that. So that, interesting, interesting. Yeah, well, that's a rabbit hole and that's where I'll be spending the next week. So thank you, Ben. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate yep. that. That's good stuff. Uh, How about that, huh? <laughs> I cannot. Well, since we're here, okay, I think we're just rolling on this train of what we love mm-hmm. best. We haven't done it in a while, but we're close to getting back to it. Mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson likes to gamble. Wow. I mean, it. wow. I don't know what else you say, right? You saw that. So did you see the video of him playing in like a little match against Bryson? No. So there's like a there's a video. Uh, it was on it was on Instagram. It's you know Phil and Bryson are talking like, hey, what should we you know what are we doing today? All right, just a nine man match or nine hole match play. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then Phil goes, what are we playing for? And Bryson goes, oh, I hadn't really thought about it. And Phil, it looks like a computer turned on, right? And he's like, all right, let's go thousand a hole. You know. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, he's just listing off rules, just like rapid fire, right? Like once the whole, right. once the match is closed out, you can press for half. Why can't I press for full? No, you got to win the match in order to win, right? Like it was, you can tell that guy has done this so fucking much. And Bryson had, had to be sitting there thinking, what have I walked into? Like right. this is a human being that does this every single day. And then, like, a day later, like, this report comes out of this excerpt from his fucking autobiography, uh, or whoever the hell this guy is, saying that he's essentially gambled a billion dollars in his lifetime. How fucked is that number? It's so hard to comprehend. And they said, like, his losses have totaled over $100 million. Yeah. He's lost $100 million. I would love to fucking have a hundred million dollars and kick my fucking feet up the rest of my life. Fuck dude. And that like kind of 
sort of substantiates the rumors of like why he went to live. Like he got paid 200 million and like people said, like a lot of that was to pay off gambling losses. Which... And I could, I could see it. And now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But also like you have like people don't like the revenue streams. These people have coming in. It's like, like Greyhawk is his golf course here, right? Like just up the yep. street from here. All that. I mean, that's a profitable place for sure. And, Isabel's kitchen, Isabel's kitchen, the badass restaurant. I'm sure there's a cut of that that goes to him. I'm sure he bought a lot of that land that a lot of those homes were built on, right? Like, it's fucking insane to me, though, to think about the fact that he had literally gambled a billion dollars. Yeah, I like look, I like gambling as much, if not more, than the next guy. I think we know this, right? Like last week, uh I made it known I stopped by the casino to go to the bathroom. If if you travel for sales, this is a tip you should know. Casinos always have the cleanest bathrooms. And I rarely carry any cash on me at all. And I just I was going to the bathroom. I was like, I wonder if I have any cash. And I had a 20. I walked over, I put it in a dollar slot machine, I hit a bonus, I walked out 100 bucks richer. Like, boom. I love gambling, dude. Just told you how I couldn't go to a baseball game without placing bets, right? Mm-hmm. We got excited that we could bet on the fucking weather. Um, could you imagine gambling a billion dollars, though, Jeff? No. It's for context. Right, like, because I, I respect the concept of if you're gonna gamble, it's gotta, like, to make it worthwhile. If you're placing like a singular bet, it's gotta gotta have the potential to sting, right? Otherwise, you're really not gambling. You're just like messing around, right? Which that's why I think that's truly, that's what we do. We mess around. Yeah, we're just messing around. We're not putting, like, life-changing money down on it. We could win life-changing money. We're going to turn a dollar into a million someday. Yeah, we could win that at some point, and that would be insane, right? But you're not placing a million dollars on a single bet and hoping for, you know, less than that in return, right? Like, uh, without a doubt, right? That would wreck you. So anyways, he has gambled a billion dollars. Guess what his on-course earnings have been for his career, not counting live? On-course earnings, maybe $100 million. 92.4. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, essentially he's lost more. Not essentially he has. According to this report, he's lost more than he's made playing golf. That's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> Isn't that? Isn't that insane? He has gambled ten times more than he has earned playing. I get he has right. endorsements, right? Um, you know, because for years he's always one of the highest paid athletes, like forty, fifty million, primarily from endorsements. I, right. I totally get that. Uh, but again, he has gambled ten times more than he's ever made playing the sport of golf yeah that's talk about riding that edge and feeling every single bet god 
Isn't that nuts? Damn, Isn't that dude. fucking nuts? Like, you gotta like respect that man. You know what I mean? Like, he's not. I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess you, you gotta respect like that fucking the guy. That guy needs that rush every single day. Well, here, I just did a quick Google search. Phil Mickelson's net worth, which is liquid assets, right? Things you can move, right? Essentially, or what you have plus what you can move. Yeah. Right? Billion dollars. He's literally gambled everything he's ever had. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> he, he, he almost a billionaire right now. That's and insane. then they took a deep dive into it, and his net worth is just under a billion dollars. Wild man, good for him. Just what's it? What's it? Aerosmith. He's living on the edge. <laughs> good for him, dude. Did you, yeah. did you see that story about speaking of ga- ga- gambling? Not necessarily on that level. Did you hear that or read that story about that AD from Greenwood, North Carolina? Yeah, how huh? fucking wild, dude. What a dumbass. <laughs> Oh, so it's uh, this athletic director director from Greenwood, North Carolina. And this is where like the algorithm and the the robots are listening to everything that Ben and I say all the time. Cause I see stories like this all the fucking time now. Always. So he got caught uh, essentially stealing slash embezzling $42,000 from the athletic department, like pocketing money from the concession stands, uh, doing fundraisers and writing checks to himself. And then just, Placing bets on fucking FanDuel, super easily yeah. traceable. <laughs> like, what an idiot. Yeah, no, you know, we uh, made some jokes as coaches. We're doing a fundraiser right now. So, and like, uh, well, we did one in the spring and we just like sent a link to everybody, like, please donate, right? I think we made $17,000, which was like sick. That's solid. And then, uh, we're doing one right now where we're essentially selling like the discount cards, but they're all digital these days. We we have physical ones too, but it's all on an app. And uh, so we just, uh, yeah, we're just literally out here selling these cards. And I was like, you know, what we should do is just take the money, go to a casino, double it for the program, and then double just it, whatever we and then double and it then again, double. right? <laughs> so that guy did it though. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna gamble this. Jeez. I mean, what? It, being an athletic director for a school in North Carolina must not pay well. If you're sitting there, which is to- kind of surprising, because I mean, it's public information how much public school people make, right? Right. Usually, admin close to the top makes more. For sure, I know in Fairmont of all places. They do well. The, historically, the athletic director does well. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the principal, the vice principal, makes like one hundred and fifty thousand in Fairmont. So you're doing well in that community. For so I mean, sure. just think about being in where is this? Greenville, North Carolina. Greenwood. Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greenbow, Alabama. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, they must not get make shit. And he's like, well. I'm going to get my raise somehow, and I'm going to get my raise on DraftKings. Right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the South, Ben, where they really don't give two shits about public education. Uh, yeah, but he's the athletic director. Again, so that's where I kind of thought, like, you know, yeah, he's, you that get means a he's bump. probably making 45 grand a year. 
Right. We're being honest. Yeah. I mean, a lot. I mean, uh, this gambling recap portion of the show is brought to you by FanDuel. One eight eight eight. Bets off. Bets off. Uh, <laughs> you use have a problem. promo code B two E for a, a double up on your first bet. Anyways, disclaimer: there is uh, no promo code. Yeah. Uh, you'd think with all of this stuff going on, if you weren't supposed to be betting, or knew it was like you know, like a, yeah, I guess that's the best way. If you weren't supposed to be betting, not. Morally, immorally, because of your job or your position in life, if you're not supposed to be doing that, you would think people would stop, don't you think? Uh, you would, yeah, I would. I would assume because you would. We don't know everything about the guy who shot up the country music concert in Las Vegas. We don't know what happened to Malaysia Airlines. We don't know XYZ, but we do know that the cousin of the Alabama baseball baseball coach placed a bet in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he switched the pitchers to a guy that hadn't pitched, and he won a bunch of money. We do know that all these kids in Iowa, Iowa and Iowa Staters, are <clears throat> signing up on DraftKings and FanDuel in their fucking yep. mom's names and betting the under on Iowa-Iowa State games. Mm-hmm. And then this story comes out, and it's like, if you're not supposed to do it, you're going to get found out. Yep. Like literally the only, like, and there's obviously ways you could do it. Like you and I, like, if, let's say the roles were, were reversed. I lived there, you lived here mm-hmm. or whatever. And I wasn't supposed to be betting. Let's just say, for instance, I was a college coach, right? You're sure. not supposed to gamble. I could still text you and say, hey, Let's put a parlay together, $5, anytime touchdown score, here's my guys. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right, cool, I got you. But the fact that these idiots are all doing it themselves or, like, making it so fucking obvious, I don't know. It's like the Tom Segura first 48 or the first, yeah, first 48 hours bit, you know, where he's like, lie for longer. And that's, (laughs) like, be better at, at what you're, like, Right. Criminals are dumb these days, dude. And I mean, these guys are essentially, I mean, some of these guys are facing prison time for God's yeah. sake. Well, that guy is. Yeah. Like that, it, you know, it, it, those, those dumb kids, they're just going to get, you know, a suspension and that's too bad. Like sucks for them. Well, it's technically that's what's cr- not illegal, but like this motherfucker right. stealing money to do it. Like, dude. <laughs> yeah. That guy for sure. But like the kids in Iowa and Iowa state, the ones that falsified their information, uh, well, are yeah. all being charged with tampering. Sure. Okay. So, they're, I mean, the guy that's playing for the Broncos right now is facing up to five years in federal prison. Federal pound me in the ass prison. Correct. Not just country no. club. Big dog prison. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Again, it's, I'm just, you know, like, I'm always shocked. I shouldn't say shocked. It's, it's always just very enlightening how stupid some people are when you hear about things like this. And makes me also like wonder like how many people get away with shit because they're smarter than that. Right. Like most people, right? Well, that's my point, right? Is I never hear, you never hear of these elaborate schemes that get caught 
and like they're publicized. Like I feel like they don't catch them because it's a right. lot of work to like run down all these rabbit holes and side connections and potential messages or phone calls or whatever that got a bet placed or that got a Ponzi scheme going. It takes a ton of fucking work right, to really unpeel all the layers of those onions to like get to the, the actual issue or person who was doing it. So it's like, man, there, I guarantee you there's a lot of dudes out there that are betting on this shit. Um, the, the smart way and getting away with it. Scott free. hundred percent. Good for them. Use your brain. Absolutely. You know, use your brain. Oh man. (sighs) Um, It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Yes. Shit, man. Um, Here's some boop a doop boop 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 breaking news. Beep boop. Uh, the Big Ten is in talks to host its conference championship game in Las Vegas. Nice, real nice. Get that yeah, shit dude. out. Yeah, get that shit out of Indianapolis. Fuck that place. West Coast, baby. Let's you tell me go. I can drive four hours to the Big Ten championship game now? Stay in Vegas for the weekend? Hell yeah. How fucking sick is that? <laughs> I also think that that is just wild. They're like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Uh, we're a national conference at this point. I know we don't have any tie to the state of Nevada or the city of Las Vegas, but we're just doing whatever we want now. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, for sure there. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's fucking wild. But I just saw that. I got a little, a little tweet alert on the Big Ten for that. I need to shut off because when all that shit was happening, I was just like, I want to know. I just got that. So damn crazy, dude. Back to live action. But welcome, welcome to not your granddad's Big Ten. No, right? no, absolutely not. Um. Well, we kind of jumped into some of the rundown, but I figured, like, let's let I mean, shit, let's just roll, right? Uh, yeah. I I wanted to I I figured let's start with Hawaii, uh, and a little bit of like a holy shit, yeah. that sucks, and yeah. then we'll jump into all the fun stuff. But man, like, did you see some of those videos? Did you, I, did. I would assume you did, right? Look, like it was on your on your list, but man, like, what a fucking terrifying situation uh yeah it absolutely is uh couldn't uh couldn't imagine being trapped on an island like that um i also know that they are have been in a severe drought and my part of this whole thing was the conspiracy theories yes that people seem to be floating around which Wildfires happen all the fucking time. Like they happen in California every fucking year and burn millions and billions of dollars worth of shit. Like, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've been talking about Canada being on fire for like three fucking right. months on this but show. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Hawaii starts on fire, and apparently, there was a fucking laser beam from the sky that started this shit. No, let these, I mean, this is a shitty thing that fucking happened. Let, sure. Not let these people enjoy it, but let them like fucking. I mean, before you start throwing out conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories, people literally lost everything. Yeah, you know, maybe 
maybe we don't uh maybe we let them mourn a little bit and uh recover or try to figure right. out how the fuck they're going to pick up the pieces before we start saying oh no the government did that like could you admit and i get i get i'm not comparing this to 911 but there's 911 conspiracies right like conspiracy right. theories all over the place about how yes this shit was staged and it was an inside job blah 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 could you imagine if somebody had come out with those on September 12th? And you know what? They probably did. Uh, but we didn't have the media outreach we had to have now as then. I'm sure that there was people. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's people always thinking. Sure. Oh, sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm sure there was some fucking you know, rabbit okay. hole yeah. website. I mean, there was a quarter of the people on the, on the internet yeah. as there are today. Right. Yeah. In one. So, but you're a hundred percent right. Like it's fucking wild to me to be like, and then everybody's like, we spent, you know, we couldn't save these people. It's like, well, it's an Island. Do you know how much a fucking two by four costs in Hawaii? They ship everything there. Right. So they probably didn't just have fucking everything ready for a wildfire of that capacity. Right. right? Like it probably shit was on the way. I think it's died out now. I mean, obviously, I mean, I've never been to Hawaii. I'm assuming you have. I have uh, not. Oh, okay. I was when I was going to ask you how long the flight is. So, um, but I don't know. It's not short. I think no. I, I feel like it's six hours from LA. Right. That's a long time. 100%. And those planes that carry all the fucking wildfire dump shit, they can't fly that long. They're too heavy. Right. So if they ban flights on the island, I'm sure they have those airplanes there with the solvent or whatever that they dump on, whatever that solution is that they dump to help mm -hmm. put out the fires. If they couldn't take off from the fucking airport, well, then you're just kind of fucked. So. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's tough, it's, Do you think laser beams? I mean, do you think the aliens are actually trying to take out Hawaii? I don't know why they would, right? Like, there's a lot more, there's a lot better targets for them to take out. Correct. Fucking five, well, it's one, right? The one that burned, right? But the, other than that one little island in the middle of the ocean where, like, there's nothing around it. Right. <laughs> Unless they're probing and they're just testing just kidding. I'm kidding. They I'm kidding. could be. I'm kidding. Yeah, it was it was tragic, man. Like seeing like those videos of like and like hearing of people basically like jumping in the ocean to try to and survive. Not burn to death. Isn't that crazy? I mean, and that's the whole like imagine if you were uh in that situation and you can't swim. Right, and you're at a spot where the beach is, is not like, oh, I can just walk into the beach, right? Because there, right. there are cliffs, there, there are drops, like where it's just like straight up, like you hit the the seawall, and I mean, it, it, you go down. Right, right. there are beaches there, clearly. Um, there is, but that's like that whole argument, like, would you rather burn to death or drown? Like, there Neither. were people who had that choice, like on that day, like in front of them, like not knowing what to do, like, what do I do? That's just nuts. Worst, oh, just worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Sucks. It is. 
sucks, dude. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you're seeing a bunch of, you know, hey, give money for relief and stuff. And I mean, if you can, like, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, I've also seen people say like, that's bullshit. Like why are we giving to a rich island? It's like, man, like there's still people. <laughs> right. What the uh, fuck? You know, the only thing I hate about those is when they put the celebrities on TV, you know, like actual millionaires on TV mm-hmm. and they basically do like a human version of the Sarah McLaughlin save the puppies commercial. Where it's like, donate to hurricane relief. Won't you fucking donate to hurricane relief? Because my $10 ain't going to do shit. You know? (laughs) Like, that's my, I'm not to jump down another rabbit hole, but I hate when we do celebrity pandering to to normal, hardworking people. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe you should donate to Hawaii, sir. For sure. For sure. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Well, what else should we jump into? You, uh, I, I mean, I went to Raw last week. That was that was number one. That was going to be the start of this show at one point. Yeah, you kind of <clears> flew <throat> off the handle there, but it was good, um, and I love it. But no, shout yeah, of, man. Shout out sports gambling. Fucking Raw, you dude. gamble on Raw? I bet you could, right? I wish. I would. It's fixed, but I would bet on it. I know it is, but I feel, like I'm sure like there's some things... There's got to be a couple degenerate books out there that would like take bets on. Oh, for sure. How long does a match go? Not necessarily the outcome, but like how long is the match? How? Um, I don't know. I know. I know for the big ones, like DraftKings usually does a free, like kind of like bets thing where it's like how many times is somebody going to jump off the top rope in the main event? Or, right. You know, will will any titles change hands? You know, it's like yes or no stuff where sure. you can't bet on it, but you can win prizes sure. if you go perfect. Sure. So, uh, but anyways, dude, tell us about it. Tell, give us the the day. Give us from you breaking the news to the boy to getting there. Well, uh, yeah, no. So like, he was at a buddy's house. Uh, he was he was garage sailing with a friend. Oh. Like there was Fucking a neighborhood baby garage Gary V, dude. Yeah, and he was like walking through the garage sale and like looking at shit like sports cards, games with his buddy and whatnot. And I pull up and he's like, "Oh, hey, Dad." I'm like, "What's up, dude?" And he's like, "Nothing." I'm like, "You want to go to Raw?" And his his buddy his buddy that he's with, he's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And Jack just kind of looks at me and he's like, "Are we gonna get any merch?" <laughs> and. Uh, I almost decided we were not going to raw like in that in that immediate moment. I was like, okay, all right, this is how we're going to be tonight. Got it. Right. Like you want to be a greedy little shit. Um, <laughs> but I was like, all right, look, Jeff, like positive attitude. We're, we're going to go do this, like help, have him have fun. And so, yeah. So I was like, look, dude, I, you know, we'll see. I want you to have a good time, but you know, I would assume like going to raw would be more than enough for you. And he's like, Oh no, yeah, it is blah, blah, blah. But anyways, so we go and we're walking in. We got there super early on the advice of you. And was it good or no? Were you in, in like five minutes or was there like holdups? We were in, in like five minutes. 
Okay. Well, I apologize. No, no. I've been to a couple. It was. But did you see the amount of people that look like they've never left their fucking caves before? A million percent. I started okay. to kind of like send some snaps of some of the weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm here with them. So right. I'm. I'm just gonna let them be. Okay. Um, but no, we got there. We got in in like five minutes, which was great actually, because like we got to walk in and like, look at the arena. Nobody was in there and Jack could kind of like take it in and he was shitting his, you know, shitting his pants. Right. And, you know, I think I sent the video of, he's like, dad, I just said a swear in my head because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was just so blown away at like how, like that it was. It's weird. He's been to a football game. He's been to baseball games. I don't know. He just, I think, I don't think he thought, like, it was that real. Right. And then he saw it, and he was just like, holy shit. Right? Like, in his head. Yeah, dude. (laughs) And so then we went, and we got some merch, and, you know, we went to our seats so we could look at him, and he's like, this is incredible. Like, we're so close. So we were like fourth row in the stands, not on the floor. But right. honestly, like, I guess, like, looking at it now, like, minus being on a rail, yeah, I would rather be there than be on the ground, I think, just because it was like eye level, man. It right. It was insane. Um, and so, like, we, we go look at our seats, we go walk around, we grab some merch. He's a big uh, Dusty Rhodes fan, so we got an American. Cody Rhodes. Or Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, got got the American Nightmare shirt, and he got a chain. I with, saw that. With his logo yeah. as well. And he's like, honestly, dude, like, he had a smile, like, probably the most genuine smile I've ever seen on that kid's face, like, as he was doing it and as he was showing it off like for me so i could take a picture of him um yeah and then we just went in and you know they do some pre-matches which like those were i was like man this is rough right like yeah nobody i've heard of like what is this wwe next bullshit or main event stuff um and they had this dude come out and he's like shitting on the city you know which all right, you know, playing up his part, like talking about how Minneapolis is a joke and you got we don't have any heroes, and then out walks Gable Stevenson. Right? And, you know, he comes out, of course everybody knows who he is, and fucking he does like he does some he did some pretty cool shit in that ring and you know, body slammed that dude three, four, five times, walked out, you know, a hero, hands up, you know, screaming and yelling to the crowd, and so that was cool. And then uh Yes, there's three of those matches, and then the show started. And, you know, right away, out walks Cody Rhodes, you know, his song screaming, and Jack is just screaming every word, dude. Like, word, and, and like, look, I like, I was, I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah. Because the whole crowd singing, like, every word to every 100%. song. And it's like, I don't know how that's not infectious to a human being. Uh, right. Yeah, he was he was absolutely into it. And, you know, apparently Cody says 
every time he's like, so many, you know, whatever city, what do you want to talk about? Like after a big match. So obviously this was after SummerSlam, after he beat Brock, you know, he's standing in the ring after, after the song and Jack's sitting, standing on his seat, screaming, say it, say it, Cody. (laughs) Just yelling at him. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, he did. And he's freaking out. Like he's just having the time of his life, dude. Like he's yelling at people, booing people. He was booing judgment day. Uh, Miz, the Miz came out and he was, he was screaming tiny balls at the Miz because apparently oh, that was the thing. That's point. so funny. I had no idea. Apparently, like, people used to chant tiny balls to the Miz, so Jack was doing it to him, <laughs> trying to get a chant started. Uh, yeah, and Seth, you know, Seth freaking Rollins was there, and it was just good. He was like, I got to see everybody I wanted to see. They all won. It was awesome. He was on cloud nine. So it was, it was super cool. It was super cool. Yeah. Super. That's fucking sweet. How, uh, how sweet was that? Was that Seth Rollins entrance in person? It looks pretty dope. Like in the arena where everybody's singing. And then especially the big pay-per-views where he like gets in the ring and nobody's, there's no music and the whole crowd is still just singing the song. It's pretty badass, dude. A hundred percent, man. Like it's super cool. And it got like, I was like thinking a lot about like sports entrances, right? And like, you've got like walk up, people have like walk up music, very similar. Yeah. Walk up music or like closers come in. Um, you know, like Mariano Rivero came into, uh, enter Sandman. Um, that dude for the, for the Mets comes out to like these trumpets, yeah. which is super cool. And it's like, like, imagine if a closer came out and there was like a song like that where they were like, the, the crowd is just chanting. And it never stops while that he's pitching. They're still going. He's so fucking incredible. Because it is like when the whole crowd's doing it and he's just, he's like, it's like he's playing the orchestra as he's doing it. And it's, it's super dope. And so like him and, uh, Cody like faced off in the ring and they were talking shit to each other for a little bit. And, um, in the middle of it, the crowd like re erupts into Seth Rollins, like chant. And he just takes his glasses off and he's just like smiling, like goddamn right. Like this is yeah. my shit. Right. Um, and it's just, it was cool. It's cool to watch. Like these guys know what they're doing. Oh yeah. And yeah, the, the atmosphere was electric. Super fun. Super fun times, man. Yeah. I'm glad that Jack enjoyed it. It's fun, dude. I mean, people can shit on it. Obviously, everything's fake. You know that. But it is It is actually truly a fun time. Like, mm-hmm. if you follow it a little bit, it's like, you know, a couple of the guys and you just have that much more fun. I would like to go and catch a buzz sometime. Like, really get into it, you know. Like, just leave all inhibitions behind. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, I would love to go. I mean... Bart uh, and I went to we went to Raw in Sioux Falls once, and then we went to a pay per view in Minneapolis, uh, TLC it was called. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to go to like SummerSlam or the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, like one of those fucking big ones where they're in it, like a stadium, you know, yeah. not just an arena. Absolutely. But 
Yeah, dude. Fucking sweet. I'm glad you guys had fun. His year, you couldn't be more right about his smile. Like him holding up his little Cody Rhodes chain. He's going to remember that forever. And then at some point, somebody's going to tell him it's fake and they're going to make fun of him. And he's going to hate it for a while. And then he's going to get to be like 27. And he's going to start watching it by himself, like behind closed doors. People are like, you watching wrestling? No, 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 no. No, I was not watching wrestling. But here's the deal. Like if someone says, like, if he ever comes to me and he's like, dad, so-and-so says it's fake, blah, 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 I'll be like, so? Like yeah. who cares, right? Like you watch movies. Those are fake. That's my big rebuttal to people all you know? the time too. And like people spend a ton of money to go to a fucking Broadway show. And I'm telling you, right. pro wrestling is nothing short of that. Correct. Between the theatrics and like the whole, I mean, the whole show just flows. Right. Like it's, it's just all, it's all one storyline with separate storylines in it. Yeah. You got soap operas for stay at home moms. Right. Uh, slash Real Housewives of wherever, Vanderpump, whatever. Right. Um, real world road rules. Like, all that shit's staged. Yeah. It's all. It's just reality TV, and this is another version of reality TV. And I will, with the added exception of these dudes do, like, fly all over the place, and that is pretty fucking crazy to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, how much, like, how high they are in person. And I get, like, the the, the ring is not a concrete floor. But right. that takes some skill to land from 12 feet in the air, like, onto someone's knees without absolutely shattering your ribs every time. So it's pretty right. impressive to, like, watch that shit. Uh, and, like, yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. It is sweet. It is sweet. I'm really glad cool. you guys did that. That's yeah. fun. It was fun. It was fun, man. Uh, and yeah, like the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, it sure would be fun to like be here with some dudes just yes. fucking hammered and screaming all this shit at the top of my lungs as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to a bar afterwards and just keep partying. Right. 100%. Um, fucking sweet. Not a reality show, but. Let's talk a little bit about Kevin Brown, the Orioles broadcaster, who got suspended for saying facts about the team. Wild, huh? Ain't that some shit? That's, like, so fucked up, dude. Which, also, they put the graphic on the screen. And he just mm-hmm. was like reading the graphic. So it's not even him. It's like the production team is like, hey, you know, it's a really weird status. We can win more games tonight if we win at the trop than we have in like the last five years combined. Whatever the fuck it was. And he's like, you know, new winning ways at the trop. And it's not, it, they do that all the time everywhere where it's like, oh, you know, the last 10 years, the, the Vikings haven't won in Lambeau. But then the last three years, they, you know, haven't lost. Whatever the fuck the stat is. You see that everywhere in sports, but apparently the Orioles ownership is like so fucking soft and obviously oblivious to the fact that their fucking baseball team has sucked for years. Right. Hence why they're good. Now you get a lot of first round pick, like number one overall guys and you hit on them, Adley Rushman, right? Then your team starts to get better faster. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy thing that happens in sports. But apparently the ownership group does not know that or understand that. And they thought that this guy was basically like, listen, the Orioles have sucked. Now they don't. That's essentially what he said. 
And they're like, you're off TV for a while. Yeah. Soft is the right word. Uh, I was, I hate, I hate the fucking duckies and bunnies bullshit that you'll see a lot. Of, and that's why like people like hate the Homer angle of right. things and why right. those guys get ripped when they do get national publication because it is like all positivity because I'm sure a lot of them are under a thumb unfortunately yeah. like this was super egregious right uh like the next day I heard PA Paul Allen um talking about remember that Cardinals playoff loss uh, no, it was the last game of the regular season where he screamed. Oh, yeah. no. Knocked him out of the playoffs. No. Yeah, yeah, it was essentially a playing game, and he got they got knocked out. So that was like one of his f- first years or first few yeah. doing yeah. that, doing the play by or doing the radio broadcast. And he was saying, like, I got a note from ownership saying that they thought it was too much, and. He was like, thankfully, like, you know, I talked to him and I was like, okay, like it is, they worked it out. And he's like, thankfully, you know, team changed ownership and we got some new people in here who appreciated it and blah, blah. And he was allowed to flourish and stuff. And, you know, now he's obviously got like a ton of cred. Um, Because of the Bills game last year, right? Like he really popped off after that. Yeah, like he was getting love from LeBron, Pat McAfee. McAfee was giving him love this week as well. Um uh, at the Seattle game, because apparently there were some technical difficulties with the national broadcast. Yeah, I, I was actually listening because I was used up to listen on the way back from practice. And I was listening, obviously, to the radio, and they said, uh, welcome to, you know, and then they're like, the Seattle broadcast is having difficulties, but I heard that, but I didn't see the Pat McAfee thing. No, so, so the and this is the TV, right? Like, so uh, preseason games are generally done by the radio dudes. Right. As weird as that is, right? So... Uh, the national broadcast of that game like was jacked up, technical difficulties, so they went to the Seattle one, which was, again, by their radio hosts, and they said whoever would, like the NFL Network realized, why are we doing that? There's Paul Allen over there, so they said there were technical difficulties with the Seattle one, and they flipped it over to the Vikings broadcast. And, yeah, McAfee was like, that guy is a treat. Like, well, just a treasure. And he is. And he you said it right. Like that's why people love to listen to him because he is a Homer, but he is a Vikings fan. It's a Vikings fan watching the game. And I'm not going to say PA is like the, the smartest fucking football play-by-play guy out there because he's not, but he literally like pours his fucking heart into that shit For sure. every week. And like mm-hmm. he is invested in the fucking team and that's why it's good. Absolutely. And like you're 100 percent right. Like, thank God he's still there because there's some teams that just have fucking terrible. But you only other see that in college. You don't see it in pro sports. I think that's why he's getting the love he's getting. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 impassioned. Like he's passionate, right? Um, and not afraid to say like that sucks or we're not doing well. Right. He doesn't belabor it or you know hammer on it for 27 minutes like we will sometimes about a random topic um he he makes the point and then he moves on and he's like right. this this is not good enough right like i can't believe we missed this kick we got to do better than that anyways there's 738 to go in the third quarter 
right? Like right. that's kind of how quickly he he'll address it, and then he moves on. Like he calls the shit out, but again, like he's given that he's allowed to. Whereas that dude clearly isn't even allowed to just say, "Hey, we haven't won here much recently." Bye. Crazy. Get fucking suspended, dude. It was good. it was nice to see like a lot of these everybody kind of like come out of the woodworks and be like, "That's bullshit." No, it is absolutely absolutely bring that dude back, and thankfully, I hope he does. He's back now. I think his suspension's over as of like today, which is which is good. How big of news was the bar stool thing to you? Um, Are you invested in bar stool? Like, do you like do you follow that world? Because it is a world. It's a reality TV show. It is. Um. I don't as much as I used to. I used to, I was more heavily involved in Barstool before they really popped off. Uh, when the rundown every day used to come out and it was Dave, KFC, and Big Cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and like back in like when they were all in separate places, even mm-hmm. like that's when I was watching the rundown. And they've added some personalities I haven't loved. But the one thing that I've always loved about Barstool is that. In all totality, like, Barstool is a place to say whatever the fuck you want. Like, that was kind of like... That was their thing. Right, that was it, right? And then you could see them kind of steer away from that a lot the last couple of years, and they heavily tailored to their their market, which is the frat boy, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Barstool bar down the street here in Scottsdale is fucking sweet, but I'm not going to go hang out there because it's all... 21 to 26 year old dudes who are fucking idiots and I don't want to be around that crowd. Right. Um, I think this changes a lot of stuff. I'm super juiced up for it. I think that there's going to be a lot more, a lot less of like the politically correctness stuff, uh, which I think is a sweet spot. Maybe Ben and Jeff land there someday, right? (laughs) Like this here's the right ears of somebody, right? Whatever. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I think, a true pirate ship brand, which is what Dave calls Barstool without the pen. Like it is a pirate ship. The world needs that. Like there needs to be a place for mm-hmm. all that shit. And so I don't, I don't know that it's a huge, I mean, it's huge news for him because he got paid a half a billion dollars and then bought pen back, bought it from pen for a dollar. So it's crazy. It's here's crazy. what's the craziest thing of the whole thing is that ESPN is starting their own betting website. With Penn. With Penn. Yeah. So it's probably going to save ESPN, but it's also probably going to kill ESPN, like, television, because why would you watch it? Like, their stories could skew lines. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're the house now. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to let – we'll go back. I want to touch on that. I But I – I was very much like you t- said, right? I was I followed them a lot when it was a pretty small group. There was like twenty yeah. of bar, stu- you know, twenty barstool employees, right? So probably up until eighteen ish, maybe nineteen ish, and that that was like right after the first sell, because I feel like when he sold a small portion to Chernin, yeah. it wasn't as significant of a drop off but then as soon as they got purchased a little bit by pen things got i don't want to say stale 
but it just felt different. Everything just felt yep. different. And I'm not saying good or bad either way, right? But there was always – I feel like the edge got taken off a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. And that could have been from Penn. It also could have been, like, from lessons learned, right? Like, they – they they used to say some shit that was pretty like, hey, man, like, you know, why are we calling I mean, some people like these things for no reason other than you just don't like somebody, right? Like, that's pretty like, but hey, like, you do you. I'm right. not telling you not to, right? But that was definitely an edge they had and, like, that fell off. And I don't know if that's because of all the hit pieces that they, like, fell under or because of this whole pen thing. Um yeah, so it'll be interesting to see like how what they go back to and like what life's going to be like. But to me, just like the brilliance of everything they had done prior to that of creating this world and you know the, from the rundown to all these shows and these like little universes to like the stool scenes and essentially creating like their own reality TV show within their little world was right. so frick. Like it's like, huh? you follow one of them and then all of a sudden like they start talking about somebody else in the office. And so then you go follow the next one and then the next, and it's like, Jesus Christ, like, do you see what they've done to you? It's like, it's right. incredible. They wrap, they rope me in, you know? Well, and people do just live in it. Like I like the foreplay guys. I like to watch their stuff on YouTube when they go off with different people. I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't listen to the pod or anything. The only real like barstool pod I listen to these days is Boston. Uh, with the boys, will come sure. to Taylor Juan. Uh, but otherwise, dude, I mean, there's just they're literally their network is so fucking big. Like their library of podcasts or like just media in general is just insane. And the reach they have, like they are a media conglomerate, whether people want to believe it or not. Yeah. And they literally, I mean, it's just crazy to me. I I don't know. I I think it's wild. I also. Yeah, I just all the people that have came through there, like Barstool's the reason Pat McAfee got his start. Like mm -hmm. the 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 shit, the content they put out before you, like you said, before they were owned or partially owned by anybody, was so much better. Like the Pat McAfee retirement, uh, uh, what like press conference. Mm -hmm. Great, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have a ton of those like little clips where it's like that was hilarious and people love that, but then that shit just went away, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I think mm -hmm. I mean maybe you'll see more of like the divisions, you know, like before it was like Barstool Heartland, Barstool Chicago, Boston, New York. And they still they have like basically new york and chicago now but maybe like those will come back and they'll you know they'll kind of be all over so who yeah. knows it'll, it'll be, be interesting 100 100 percent. it'll be interesting like of late like the only thing shit i like i'll watch some of the instagram videos from the foreplay dudes but otherwise like honestly the only shit i like tune into is the sunday conversation with caleb presley which is so good too. I mean that I do he's watch so those. Good. He's the best, dude. He is. But he's like he's just another one of those guys, like one of those early rundowns when they were at the Super Bowl. That's when I remember Caleb Presley, right when he left UNC as a as a GA. And it's like, but those were the people they were bringing on, and he's just kind of like in the background because they have so much and they push mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. But he's one of the top. He's got to be one of the top talents of Barstool. I mean, he's easily the funniest dude. 
He's hilarious. Like on the roster. <laughs> He's hilarious. Easily. Here's my Morgan Wallen card. <laughs> Somehow it got canceled, but it keeps working. Like he, he's just hilarious, dude. He is so funny. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, yeah. Pretty incredible. It'll be interesting to see what they do there, and just what a deal for Portnoy, Big Cat, Kevin Clancy, who all got yeah. paid out. Like, good for them. They bet on themselves, dude. It's it like one of those like time. wild stories, man. They bet on themselves and like shit paid off. Like good for them. Good for them. Take your take your chances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What should we talk about next? Uh well, <laughs> do you see the video of the Montgomery Brawl? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I uh I I mean I didn't know like how do we even fucking like get into this? Well, I'll start it up. All right. I've I've said a line. This would be four or five weeks in a row now. <laughs> you want to say it? I wish we I wish we had like a, a live crowd. Be like crowd. What's the what's the? And then what they do we always chant, say, "White people are the worst." And it's like, yeah, yes, yeah, they are. First off, I don't know what sparked this whole thing, but I can tell you. Because it doesn't matter. I've seen that group of whites before. I've seen them in Okaboji. I've seen them other places. You know, they got all fucked up on Trulies and fucking high noons out on their boat. Out on their tune. They came, yep, they came in. They said something. Some lady with bare, uh, barefoot bar, right? Some lady had her tits out. We were like, hey, put them away. And they wanted to talk back. Well, sometimes you talk back to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And when that gentleman threw his fucking hat, <laughs> the fucking sick dude, it was like, all right, like, <laughs> yeah. here we go. It was a fuck this shit. Like, I essentially quit. Like, yeah. let's roll. And I'm it was like a bat signal, too. Oh, like, so good. Well, and like, as he's... As he's doing that, he throws it in the air. And, like, look, like, for a second, I'm like, holy shit. Because uh, it was, like, six of those white fuckers, those white dudes on that yeah. dude. And I was like, yeah. uh-oh, what's about to happen, right? Like, I hope, like, anytime you watch any, like, street brawl, there's always, like, this, like, you're watching, but then you're really hoping, like, I hope I don't see something terribly tragic here yeah i don't want to see anybody die but i'm super down to see somebody get the fuck beat out of him yeah and so i'm sitting there i'm like fuck dude like six on one like this guy could be in for it um and then i see like as he's like trying to fight off six dudes i see some because there's a video from the boat you see somebody jump off the boat in the boat and start swimming. swimming towards the dock and it was Did like you listen to that video oh my god yes that lady's commentary fuck paul allen she <laughs> was so good she's like that boy is swimming and like all of a sudden like i was like what and then she kind of pans down and you see it her commentate, like it was, it was spot on, dude. It was one of the best I've ever seen. Yes. Though, uh, and then all of a sudden, 
I mean, if somebody would have busted out the old J.R. Jim Ross commentary because we brought out the fucking folding chair mm-hmm. and we're beating the shit out of people. And I'm like, fuck yes. And when that guy hopped on that pontoon and they couldn't unhook it fast enough and they were trying to get away, and then that one dude just starts fucking ripping the aluminum off their pontoon. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> fuck those people up. Dude, I was all about it. Yeah. If well, there's anywhere I wish I was, it was Montgomery that day. And I would have been not team white. And I would have been beating the fuck out of those people. And fuck, that would have been sweet. There's a picture of a guy who was standing on the pier. And it looked like he was just posing, dude. He's like smiling and like looking up at the camera and this whole fight is going on behind him. And it's like, yes, this is, I mean, we just need more of that shit sometimes. Like sometimes you just got to see some people get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and again, like, so I had that initial reaction of, oh shit, like this guy might be real bad for him. And then I was like, oh shit. Like, it was wild how, like, quickly the tables turned on my head. Yeah. I'm like, well, that guy's in trouble. And I was like, well, these motherfuckers, like, the white, those white fucks are in a shitload of trouble because they all started pouring off the boat. Like, hundreds started running after them. And, like, one of my favorite things right now, and this is where the internet is undefeated and the best thing ever, is somebody did, like, a cut-up and, like, freeze-framed it on, like, the different people involved in the uh in the whole situation and like so when the dude threw his hat like they they put up like a bat signal behind it and then yes uh when the guy jumped in the water they they threw up his name and it was aquamane like m-a-y-n-e and then the guy with the chair comes in and they called him chairmonger right (laughs) it was just like (laughs) it's so good it was great dude oh all of it and was that, so good. And that dude was just beating on him with the chair. <laughs> also, did you see the like those those whites got doxxed and somebody found like their pictures of earlier in the day. One of them posted like great day out on the water, whatever, and like a bunch of pictures. And then it was like, little did they fucking know they were in for the fight of their lives in 20 minutes. Oof. And they're just happier than fucking shit on this boat and it's like oh fuck yeah dude they just their lives got turned upside down there's a picture of them all posing like the night before and you know the people all right everybody listening to this knows the fucking asshole especially if you spend any time near the water some guys had a boat for a fucking hour and he thinks he's a fucking captain Mm -hmm. and he driving it like an asshole and i'm sure that's what happened um, well, what happened was, so you saw those two gigantic ferries. Yeah. So this guy on his pontoon pulled up to where they're supposed to dock. And that's where they were like sitting. And so like they, these gigantic boats couldn't dock. And the security guard came over like a couple of times and was like, Hey man, you need to move. You see these like 20,000 pound ships that are trying to like, you're in their way. And then, uh, you know, the dumbass whites said, fuck yep. you, man. We're docked here. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's when they tried to beat them up. And everybody on those boats who were 20 feet away were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Insane. It was, uh, it was great. The videos were great. 
I just, again, fucking white people are the worst, dude. I'll say it. I mean, I'm on a roll. It's fit well every week. It'll continue to fit well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to parlay this into fitting well again. It's the last thing on my list is preseason super fans. Okay. Okay. That's. Did you see the video I sent you real quick of the Cardinal fan at the bar on Friday night? Did you just send that? No, I sent it on Friday night. Like the preseason Cardinal game was on. There's a real quick Snapchat video. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The guy sitting in the bar by himself yeah. with his jersey on. Yes. Yes. And he had like some shit on his head. And then I sent you that tweet of that Bears fan. That was. And yeah. he's like, my, my wife said, don't go overboard. And the guy's. Literally wearing a fucking helmet with a visor, a jersey. He's got a Bears apron. He's got a fucking Bears logo on his house. I was like, oh, my. It's preseason football, dude. Yep. Embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be doing that, man. Uh, No. You can't be doing that in regular season, in my opinion. I agree. I agree 100%. Preseason. So I saw some pictures of some people painting their faces and shit and going to the preseason games. I'm just, dude, if you're a fucking adult Mm -hmm. over the age of 25 and that frontal lobe has fully developed to the best of its abilities because we know it's different in everybody. Okay. Yes. Thinking ain't for everybody. Nope. And you're like, I'm going to a sporting event, and I'm going to paint my face. You should be checked into a fucking mental institution. How many? I mean, you probably saw a lot of it's. It's different. I know you said, well, I was at that place with those people, but you were at Raw. Yep. But did you dress like you might get called down to the fucking ring? I did not. I did not. I actively- you saw some people that did. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like they were, they were in their getups, uh, carrying their championship belts around. Did you challenge anybody for a title? I did not. I didn't challenge sure. anybody for their belt. I actively persuaded my son from picking one out. Like he was gonna get one, and I was like, "What about this chain?" And he was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go with the chain." They're <laughs> yeah. so like, like three hundred fucking dollars, dude. So, well, yeah, I was not gonna go down that route. Like I was gonna get him the cheap, like twenty dollar one. Um, but I was like, "What about this chain?" And he's like, "Yes." I'm like, "Good, good, good." Yeah, that boy, yeah. smart Jackson, smart. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to reevaluate you know where you're at and where you're going you know if preseason football does that for you because i watched if it gets your rocks off like that i mean christ good for you i guess i watched maybe four minutes of a game and i was like this is terrible like i have zero interest in seeing any of this i did try to watch the last bit of the game try to watch the vikings two minute drive uh there when i got home but again, that was just me just wanting to look at football. And I get like if you want to have it on in the background because it's live football or sure, like especially like the Hall of Fame game, like because that's like the first one, like oh fuck, it's back, you know, like mm-hmm. get all excited. But boy, Christ on a crutch, you fucking dress up 
for a preseason. They don't even paint the fucking end zones for preseason games. Why the fuck would you paint your face, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they just get out the white paint. They're like, we don't even have red or green in yet. Like, it's not even ordered because these games don't matter. So they don't even go all in. The team doesn't even go all in on decorating their stadium because it's preseason. So if you decorate your person, you got a fucking problem. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You got issues. Sticking on. Parlay one more. Yeah, I got one more. (laughs) Is this our? I mean, we could do a new segment. White people are the worst every week. This could be a new segment of a BTE. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Uh, And I'm talking about the essentially like the little league. World Series oh, Super Regionals. Then I got one more. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I sent you a video. It, I, I'm trying to look at the teams here. Uh, it was, it was Oklahoma and... Louisiana. So as a kid yep. from Oklahoma, I'm not going to say his number. You can probably find this. but I will. He was number 99. <laughs> okay. Fuck that kid, dude. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Fuck them kids, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they put him on TV. You can bet on it. So, I mean, it's not like we're doxing him, putting out his address, but you can say his number. Sure, sure. Okay. <clears throat> so he he hits a – trying to watch this here. Or or he's uh, – they're on the t- – on. Uh, so he's playing for Oklahoma. He yep. hits a home run. They're up – Seven four, but when this dude hits a home run, so he pimps it out of the box. I mean, legit. So it's a legit bomb. Good for him. Pimps it out of the box. Stops on third base. Sits down, crisscross applesauce, and puts his fingers up like he's doing uh, some meditation. Gets to home plate. Whole team's there. He jumps on it. They all fall down like it's a bomb. You name it, right? And so he's he's feeling himself to say the least. Um, bottom of the bottom of the fifth comes into pitch, base is loaded, gives up uh, the go ahead grand slam, <laughs> and his head's down, just like whoops. Yeah, baseball and life will humble you quick if you pimp a home run like that or maybe a park where two fairies are supposed to be correct and talk shit to the wrong people life's got a way of coming around real quick and smacking you around 100 percent. you know why i don't feel bad for that kid though you could probably think back to your not even youth sports day but you think back and you can think of somebody who was like that oh no i don't i don't feel bad for anybody who thinks and acts like they are God's gift and they get humbled. You know who I'd like to meet though? 99's dad. Right. I'd like I'd like to have a fucking talk. Correct, dude. Uh, and he's probably the coach. If I had to guess, the kid's wearing 99. Right. Right, and I get that that's judged right now, so that's probably a number that these little fuckers want, to be honest. Sure. I get it. Sure. But... <clears throat> Man, oh man, dude! Yeah, beat the fuck out of your kid one time. I mean, if Jack does that, Jack pimps a home run. He sits down on third base, meditates, and then comes back and stomps on home plate and all his friends. 
you're fucking grabbing him by the back of the neck and you're leaving, I think. Oh, uh, 100%, dude. Like, you're out. Yeah. You're done. You're not allowed to. I Like, he's not even going to finish the home run trot. Like, right. I will jump the fence. If he sits down on third base, yeah. sorry, out. He doesn't yeah. get, he didn't, he he's didn't gone. make it. Yeah, he's gone, dude. Um, I remember one time, like, when I was a freshman and I was getting a little high on myself. I think I had thrown two no hitters and I was getting hit like pretty hard this like next game. And like, I couldn't throw a strut. Like I was walking dudes and they were hitting me. It was just not going well for me. It was, and that's the way baseball goes, right? Like nobody's perfect. Have a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was having a real bad day and I was walking out to the outfield and I threw my glove into the outfield from the infield. Cause I was so pissed, right? Just like making a big show of, Oh, I'm so mad. And, uh, these guys hit me. I will just say Rod did not take too well to that. He he didn't, huh? No. Uh, was he coaching ninth grade baseball too? Or was he just there watching? Nope. Just watching. And I got verbally undressed so bad. I remember just thinking like, I didn't know it was possible to carve someone up like that <laughs> and it went on for like an hour and a half and i was just like fuck me <laughs> yeah no, and i never did it again right like he got his point through very like very like you prima donna you know i mean and he was like he was putting me down and i was just like man this yeah this fucking hurts uh <laughs> um <laughs> Got it, Dad. Won't happen again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, the best part about that story is that for those of us that had the pleasure of really knowing your dad, he really was a man of few words until a situation like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned it before, but, you know, I'm not going to bring it up because they paid for their sins, but there was a situation that happened our sophomore year. Yep. And some guys on our football team got arrested. And we happened to be at your parents' house after the game. And I'll never forget standing in Rod and Deb's kitchen. And then all of a sudden, Rod came into the kitchen. And he started chewing our ass like we were there. And it was like a 45-minute thing. So I can only imagine, like, how you felt actually getting that. Because you did do that. Yeah. We were getting the ass chewing, and it was like, hey, uh, Rod, just so you know, we didn't do that. Uh, appreciate appreciate the, the talking to we're getting here. That yeah. wasn't us. Right. Um, so I can only imagine if it was you, oh, yeah. how that felt. Oh, yeah. It was very unpleasant. I'll just mm-hmm. say that. Right. And yeah, like I we had a we had a board meeting today for our baseball association. And like somebody was talking about a similar type thing. And he, apparently in like the state tournaments up here, if a player gets kicked out, the coach gets kicked out as well. That could be a rule. And I mean, it, it probably depends on what it's for. No. Or is it, that just for baseball? It's, so this is just for baseball in, like, the, okay. this, the, you know, the, this league that they were in and the state tournament that they were a part of. And if a player gets kicked out, the coach is automatically kicked out as well. And he, he, the guy was telling the story. He was like, I wanted the umpire to kick – this kid out and i told i was about to tell him to 
But then I realized, well, shit, I'm going to get booted too because this kid was acting like an asshole. The, the coach wanted the ump to boot a player because this kid was acting like such an asshole. Um, and then like one of the other uh, board members was like, I wonder if you would have told the ump too if he would have allowed you to stay. Like, hey, man, we want you to do this. Like, we're encouraging it. Can I please stay? But again, like, that's what you should do, like, as a as right. a coach. Like, you should want these kids to be put in check because those types of people in life are just right. the fucking worst. And it's so great to see them get, like, served their comeuppance. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. What's your next one here? of <laughs> <laughs> So this might be the final one of white people are the worst for this week. Um, It was actually a story you sent to me and we touched on it earlier in the pod, but didn't touch on this. Um, On Friday, some people desperately searched through the wreckage of their burnt home on the Island. Oh my God. Yes. And found a Rolex that her parents gave her for graduating from not just any college, one of the finest institutions in America happens to be real close to me, Arizona State University. Um, I know that uh, degrees and GEDs are hard to come by down there in Tempe, um, but you sent this to me and you're like so happy for them. I was like, wow, what a life-changing story. Uh Human lives, Phyllis. Uh, that's all I could think of was that office episode where Dwight starts the fire. And they're like, she's like grabbing her purse and stuff. And he's like, human lives, Phyllis, are worth more, right? And mm-hmm. who gives a shit about your role? I get everybody has things, sentimental value. Uh, I talked about it on my pod once. What's the things we're grabbing if right. there's a fire? I have a box of family pictures. That's all I give a shit about. Everything else replaceable don't care uh yeah dude wild wild like i like if i'm in that position in my life yes i'm probably gonna go back and just like scrounge through my home and see if anything's Mm -hmm. there i think the craziest part of this is this guy who's a like what is what is he he is, he is a reporter a New York Times for the reporter. New York Times, right? It, the craziest part is like that he tweeted this out, and that 100%. and that they allowed him to, right? Like, and how tone deaf that is. Like, look, if you're better off than others in a situation like that, and somebody like wants to, you say no, right? Like, no, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, I'm very well aware. I just found a, a Rolex, and right, I would prefer that this is not published. You, you want a good news story? Uh, we couldn't find our daughter as she was running from the fires, and then we found her by the ocean. There's a good news story, right? right? Like, not we went back and we found our fucking Rolex. Or, like, you ever seen that tornado wreckage video of that old lady? She's like, I was holding my dog, and she's getting interviewed by the news, and the, the news reporter is like, oh, my God, the dog. And the dog starts coming up from the wreckage of the tornadoes because mm-hmm. he could hear the late old lady's voice. That's that's heartwarming. That's Correct. touching. Correct. Not your watch that says ASU Love Mom and Dad 2009. <laughs> Fuck that watch, dude. 
Uh, needless to say, the replies to that tweet were some of the better reading. They're, I've, they're I've ruthless. Yeah, they shred the guy. They're shredding the girl. They're shredding them, like making fun of like, oh, this could be a Disney movie one day. <laughs> the best one is the top one. It says the hands of someone who searched desperately through the wreckage, and she has perfect nails and clean hands. Perfectly <laughs> manicured and cleaned. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It almost looks staged. And it, again, it's just like that's where it's like you're so fucking tone deaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, to not understand, like, this should not be a thing. And say it again for us, one time for the people white. in the back. White people are the worst. Ding, ding, ding. God damn Absolutely. it. Damn it to fuck. Uh, let's transition a little bit. Top 100 players came out. See? JJ's number two. How do we feel about that? You know... I get putting Pat Mahomes. I, one, I love that people get so bent out of shape on the list because it's the players sure. who play against the players yep. who vote. Correct. So, like, right now, a lot of people are pissed that the NFL allowed the list to go out and Kirk Cousins was higher than Aaron Rodgers. Because Kirk was, like, 42 and Rodgers, I think, was 58. So, people were just pissed off about that. Well, the players thought, Kirk Cousins was better than Aaron Rodgers this year, so mm-hmm. deal with it. Um, Pat being at one, he's going to be at one for a while. Yeah. I mean, no brainer. he's the best. There's not a team in the league that doesn't want Pat Mahomes as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't care who they have. Like, he's the dude. Uh, I also saw tweets after this, and it's like, damn, we are. Minnesota Vikings must might be the most – Fortunate wide receiver franchise in the NFL. Chris Carter was doing drugs in Philly. They got his contract for like a hundred bucks and he became a Hall of Famer. Then they draft Moss. Then there's a little fall off for a while. And then we get obviously like Jake, they drafted Stefan Diggs in the fifth round. Adam Thielen, undrafted free agent, becomes one of the best receivers in franchise history. Like, now the hype on this Jordan Addison kid after his toe drag catch is like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty dope. I mean, I'm glad he got his recognition. I was, I didn't know where he'd land in the top 10. I figured he'd top, be a top 10 guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just got to be dope for him to say, like, I'm literally the best in the world at my position. Absolutely. And the I'm fact the best that he not called quarterback it. in the world. The fact, What's that? The fact that he called it as well. Mm-hmm. Last year, um, there was an interview, like, who do you think the best receivers are, blah, blah, blah. And he said, right now, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. But next year, it's going to be me. Yep. And it was. Like, good. Wow. Like, good for him, right? Like, what a stud. But as a fan, doesn't that just hype you up a little more? Yeah. 100%, man. Because he works. Like, he works for, like, obviously – those guys and the top guys are extremely God gifted uh, ability, talents, whatever you want to call it. They have it. Mm-hmm. But he put like, he literally is like, nope, next year I'm going to be the best. And I don't think he's going to give that fucking crown up. I would be shocked if he does this year. I mean, he's got to have a significantly fall off. Correct. But 
Yeah, I just thought it was wild. I mean, I was a little hope of me was hoping that he would be number one because the quarterback thing, I, I mean, yes, it's Pat, and I just think sometimes it's a little played up, but, like, who is the best? Like, he is the best. Mm-hmm. He is the best. Like, I know the Packers fans love to say, oh, they, they shut him down, but then you can go back and watch all those clips where they literally had him bracketed and then put a safety over top. So it's like, well. You were like throw the ball to anybody else in that last game, yeah. But JJ, correct. That means he's the best. If you're gonna put three guys on defense on him, he's the best. Yeah, you shut him down mm-hmm. at the end of the year, but in the mm-hmm. first game of the year, he literally was running wide open. Was wide open and torched the ever loving shit out of you. Yeah. So, you know, did you shut him down or right? <laughs> Did you learn from your mistakes and say we're not going to lose to him? I would also love to see a list uh, just done by coordinators and head coaches mm-hmm. of who they think the best are. Sure. Who they game plan for. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I think that list would be different than the players list because there's a little more respect given – to some guys, like especially like linemen, right? Like, boy, if we don't double team this sure. random three tech that right the the Texans have, he's gonna ruin our day. Yeah. And the casual fan doesn't know that person. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think again, like back to that Packers comment, right? It's same concept, right? That it's not a all about stats, right? Like it takes three people to shut mm-hmm. him down. That makes him one of the best players in the league, right? right. Like you, you took, you know, 27% of your defensive players to try and shut down one single person. Right. And shame on the Vikings for not being able to win. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause they were literally like, Hey, uh, pick anybody else to throw the ball to. Correct. Correct. But I was, I mean, yeah, the whole list in total, uh, three current Vikings, I think a total of five. I think Kendricks and Delvin made the list too. I mean, obviously they're on the Vikings last year. Right. So um, pretty sweet. I don't know. Harrison still getting love is the coolest thing. He's still a top 100 to all the players, so that's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was fun to. It's cool. It's cool to see that. Cool to see Minnesota get some love. Hopefully, it turns into something uh, positive for us here in the short twelve wins. future. Twelve wins. Twelve wins. Where is it? There you go. There you go, Benny. Twenty days. What is it? Twenty-eight days. Twenty-two days. Twenty-two days. Almost there, folks. Um. So we've been hyping up. Good old Leland Henry from Team USA for a while, right? Talking about how he's a monster, going to be a fucking man when he grows up. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need AI or any of those like weird apps that's going to tell us what he looks like when he's 18. Turns out the future's here, and little Leland becomes Brion Ramsey Brooks, who is a freshman at TCU, checking in. At six foot five, four hundred fifty-five pounds. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> That's huge, dude. <laughs> that is. Uh, 
Damon Fahalele, who played right tackle for the Gophs, is now on the Ravens. He was a massive human being, but I mean, I mean, I think David Fahalele is six seven, four hundred pounds is what he carried, mm-hmm. which is a fu- and his ability to move was insane. I was trying to find him, and I probably I don't I don't know that I really looked up. Baylor had a tight end a couple years ago. Uh, I'm gonna look up his name here. He, they had a four hundred pound tight end, Juan McGowan. Jesus, he he was four hundred pounds, and that guy could move. I mean, he ran a. I don't think it was sub five, but I mean, he was moving, and they would just put him in the game, obviously for blocking stuff, and then they'd hit him on pop passes, and it was absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, he ran. Here it is. He's six seven, four hundred five pounds, and he ran his forty yard dash at the pro day. Okay. Here it is. Now they got to tell me what. 5.36. Yeah, That's man. moving. That's moving for that much weight. Pounds. Absolutely. Imagine trying tack- trying to tackle that at full speed. Couldn't. You can't. They like the video. I mean, I remember watching him in the highlights. Like people just bounced off him. This kid's going to play tackle. I think the craziest thing is, is that he is, he's coming out of high. He's a freshman. He's an incoming freshman. Right. At TCU. It looks comical. It does. Dude, like, uh, he's not playing Pop Warner where they only go up to, like, 2XL. He's at a major college football program, and, like, the uniforms that I'm seeing him wearing, it, 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 it's like, how how do they not account for this? Like, the mm-hmm. helmet looks way too small. The shoulder pads don't look like the jersey is way too small. It would have been dog. You can't wear fifty five. Like right. I know that's the number you like, but literally you can barely see the number. Like he has right. a jersey on and it's crunched up and pulled down in the back. Otherwise, you would have no idea what number this dog. It was. looks fake. It's it like, does. It looks like someone took an adult and they're like, "Hey, go put on a Pop Warner uniform." Hundred percent, dude. It is literally like me wearing one of Jack's shirts. Like that's exactly what it would look like. I think the biggest thing for me is I know I touched on McGowan and Falele and this guy, but Florida has a D tackle. Uh, I think his name's Des Watson. He weighs like 432 pounds as well. Jesus. But these 400 pound humans are here and they're not slobs of shit. Right. Which is insane to me. And they're playing football at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Like, that is mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just, there's reports that when that Desmond Watson got to camp for Florida last year, he weighed 480 pounds. And you're playing Division One football at almost 500 pounds. What do you think the caloric intake is for that guy? Dude, I, honestly, to like maintain weight, That's he probably has to take in six to seven thousand calories a day to maintain. Because you would lose, like, if you put him on a three thousand calorie diet, he'd probably lose fifty pounds in a month. Hundred percent. It's one of those like things that I'm always fascinated by. Like you see, like linemen when they're done playing and they get like super thin and fit, and mm-hmm. then you see like basketball players or 
you know, skill position, running backs, receivers, whatever, and they kind of balloon up. Right. Right. Um, like this year at the Hall of Fame, the, the total comparison is uh, Darrell Revis is fat and has massive man boobs like myself now. Yeah. And Joe Thomas looks like he might have played corner in the NFL. He He's shredded, dude. He's jacked. Right. right? Um, and you hear like about linemen who they're like, that's the worst part of being a lineman is like you are constantly – trying to maintain this like physical stature so when you have can stop like force feeding yourself seven eight thousand calories a day it, the pounds just like fall off whereas like these mm -hmm. other dudes who are used to like doing sprints for like nine hours a day they just stop doing them Right, where and, they're still eating an insane amount of calories to maintain because they're burning so many calories. Yeah, they could eat whatever but, they wanted. Right, they were, but now they're burning zero calories, correct. and it's just like through the it's fucking It's hilarious. Way. It's hilarious to see, dude. Especially, like you said, the Joe Thomas thing, man. Like, that is... And, and who is the Vikings dude? Uh, the center, Matt Burke. Yeah, he's skinny now. Very similar, right? Like, he dropped a ton of weight, like, shredded, jacked. It's like, jeez... Yeah, Matt Burke actually started a program, and I think it might have been the same thing that Joe Thomas did for uh, college athletes and NFL guys that didn't want to carry the weight anymore. And it was like a whole, like, dietitian, like, you know, he got – well, he's obviously super smart, too. He went to Harvard, but he got with doctors and trainers and was like, this is what you need. But then, like, Joe Thomas is like – he is like those skilled guys now where he's like – he spends, I think I read a thing, he works out for three and a half hours every day so he can still eat and drink like he's 350 pounds mm -hmm. but have a healthy body. For sure. It's just insane to see, like, obviously, like, humans are getting bigger and bigger, but to actually physically see now guys that are 400 pound plus, it's crazy. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't want to face mm -mm. that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Hey, uh... Real quick, remember that this motherfucker is not real, chick? Yeah, oh yeah. Have you seen any of the updates of late? Yeah. So, like, they found her. Which, I don't love that they, like, doxed her and, like, put up her home. Like, she's a normal fucking person. For sure. For sure. I mean, I love that she's like, you know, don't judge me. Like, we all have bad days. Um, and she's basically like, I've got no comment on it other than that. Well, that was originally it, but then I think I saw a video where she put out this weird ass apology. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. Uh, yeah. For me, it was really more like, well, yeah, she's a normal lady mm -hmm. and, and like doing pretty well. And like they found her. How have we not found who she was talking about? That's the thing. When I watched that apology today, it sounded very coerced, I guess. Right? Like, she didn't say anything about what she allegedly saw, or she's like, I'm sorry for the people who had kids on the airplane, and I'm sorry that I cursed, and like, okay, but did you see an alien or no? Like, right. That's what we want to know. I don't give a shit that you swore on an airplane. Lady. Yeah. I don't care. Again, I'm on your side. 
I made right. that clear. I'm running with you. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to watch. And then did you see the video that came out now of her back in the airport after she got off the plane where she's like begging them to not let yes. the plane take off? That's again, like you see somebody doing, I, again, I just, I cannot stress enough. All right, man, I'm just going to ride with the safe route here. I'll catch the next flight. But how has whoever's not been back there or whoever was back there not like raised their hand and been like, hey, uh, it was me. I'm clearly real. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, end of story. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. That comes back to we don't know that they can go and find out who placed what bet. Right. People know. Somebody knows. So they're not telling us. What aren't they telling us? Maybe that plane stayed in the air because she called it out, you know? Could have been. They're like, we she can't crash this. Otherwise, the plot will come out what we're trying to do. And like, can't stress enough, like, she's a normal human. She got a big time job with some marketing firm that, like, Reps like Apple and PlayStation and Xbox, some yeah. of the biggest companies that you've ever fucking heard of. She manages their marketing. Yeah. And she lives in a million dollar home and like all this shit because they dox her. They show pictures of the house. She yeah. lives in the DFW area. That's rough. That is rough, but it's like she is an extremely normal person. Like that'd be like us getting off the plane. It makes me not want to listen to music till the plane takes off now. Now I'm going to be a little more. Because I would have been like, what's this lady yelling about, you know? <laughs> For sure. Like, why isn't so. this fucking movie playing? Why have mm-hmm. we stopped the movie? Oh, what's she yelling about? Got <laughs> it. I'm going to go back to, you know, snakes on a plane. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good rundown, dude. You got anything else? I do have one more because it just keeps popping up on my phone, and it's okay. live now, so it'll be current. You heard the Rondo Franco stuff? No. Apparently, he's dating a 14-year-old. Who? Wando Franco, the stud for the race. What? Dating a 14-year-old? Yeah, so since we've been on... I got an alert that says MLB is looking at social media posts about uh, Tampa Bay shortstop Wander Franco. Team did not detail nature of post. And now he did not travel on the team plane ahead of the three-game series in San Francisco. Jesus Christ. So, again, uh, don't know anything, but just the fact that it just keeps blowing up my phone here since we've been recording this pod. I saw a tweet earlier on some uh, sports uh, sports card tweet thing about, like, tell your wanders because this isn't going to be good. I mean, last year is the most sought-out rookie card in baseball. And um, cultural differences, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually a 14-year-old or what, but it'll be interesting to see the, the backlash of the story here. But incredibly wild. Yikes, dude. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Not 25. Right. Oh, my. 25, 26. Big yikes. Apparently, he's denied it, but. Well, here's a wild thing. I mean, so, you generally don't admit to being a pedophile, so. Correct. Well, I'm going to just say I hope it's not true. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I do as well. But, Tough look. Uh, very, very. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, boy, like you said, hope it's not true because uh, it's not a laughing matter if it is true. We'll have a uh, we'll have a follow up next week. We'll know. Yeah, we'll know. So well, hopefully, we know one way or the other. Uh, yeah, how that shook out. But yeah, man. Uh, good shit tonight, dude. You bet. You're on fire. I kind of liked how you were leading the way a little way, a little bit, my man. Yeah, man, just taking over. Respect. So no, it was uh, respect. It's fun. It's, it's fun stuff. Good shit. Uh, yeah, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. it means a lot, as we said at the top. Uh, what do you say, Ben? Like a friend, tell a friend, or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. Now that you put me on the spot. Show a friend, tell a friend. I don't even know. Yeah, whatever uh, it is. Uh, refer us to people that you know so that they may listen to this stupidity. And we oh, will go be a friend, there. tell a friend. Be a friend, tell a friend. We got there. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah, no, appreciate it. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Looking forward to it. Again, 10 days from college football. Next time we're on. Oh, boy. It is close. Three days away. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Everybody have a great week. Get your ass back to even. Ben, do your thing, my man. Appreciate y'all. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, Like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Whatever you do, get back to even. Why you gotta be up in my business? Please leave me alone. Sweated, I just like my privacy It ain't nothing wrong if you choosing not to ride with me I got a sidekick, you know how Batman robbing me Oh, Bonnie and Clyde, my feelings is down to ride I just say the word, the dog is jumping the fence I ain't say a word, the shorty say give me dance Oh, that was your girl, she screaming my government I hopped off the curb, I ain't looking back since